0: Hello and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I'm pretty sure these children should be put on the naughty
1: list. And I'm Gary and today we're going to review and discuss The Children which released in 2008 based on a story by Paul Andrew Williams and written and directed by Tom Shankland. Ian, why don't you give us the
0: synopsis? Well, the story follows Elaine and Jonah, a mum and dad who have taken their three children to see Elaine's sister out in the countryside. When they get there, their youngest son, Paulie, starts to feel a bit sick. And over the course of a couple of days, all of the young children start to show violent tendencies towards their parents. Who will survive and will they make it to New Year's? be the best New Year ever!
1: So you actually recommended this film to me like over a year ago mm. and I kind of had a bit of a I mean I looked at the poster and I read the synopsis and I was like eh, yeah yeah uh, you know what I'll, I'll I've got plenty of other Christmas movies I want to watch you know and so I was like I don't I think this is probably going to be pretty bad mm. and considering I also didn't recognize a single cast member yeah. like a complete unknowns to me I didn't recognize the writer yeah, or, yeah, the director, or the director so it was just like uh, and it's a low budget British <laughs> horror movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know what? Oh, I'm just gonna forget about it, unfortunately, and uh, and let it go. And you know, I've now I've looked up the the director. Yeah. And uh, he actually has become pretty much like a director for hire over at Netflix. Okay. Uh, yeah. He he's directed episodes of a lot of the Marvel stuff that was on Netflix. So like oh. Iron Fist and Luke Cage and oh, Punisher. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? So. He's still he's still working. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so, but yeah, like, for me, it was com- a complete unknown. And I actually think that worked in this film's favour, actually watching it, considering I didn't know who any of these cast members are. Yeah. I've seen that some of them have gone on to do other films and other TV shows and, you know, other British, like, soap soaps and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, interestingly, that, and this is not a remake, although it has the same title as a 1980s horror film called the children okay right which features a busload of children driving through a toxic cloud from a nuclear power plant spillage
0: right, and right. turns
1: all the children into radioactive kind of murderous zombies and you can tell that they're the murderous ones because all the fingernails go black right right okay <laughs> although this film is definitely not a remake it just has a similar thing yeah here. Similar children thing. murderers and yeah. it made me think of like pet cemetery yeah yeah you know, children, and the, of, the the children of the corn exactly i was like you know what? there's not too many of them but then like it's a it's very risky right if you're gonna have children mur- you know, murdering people well you're gonna have to kill some kids
0: yeah like i i kind of saw this trailer when it came out in 2008 you know and i thought oh new christmas movie to add to the list horror you know kids killing their parents at christmas time and yet weirdly enough it just went under the radar nobody was talking about it nobody bought it nobody was like oh you've totally gotta watch this this is a new christmas movie and then it must have been like said last year maybe the year before i saw it on the horror channel like late really one night and I thought oh my god yes it's that movie where the kids are killing their parents at Christmas time and then completely forgot about it again so then when it came to our Christmas theme you know what movie should we do I thought this is it this is the time to get the children done and dusted before I forget it get about it again for another 30 years I'm just hoping it was better than the Black Friday that we did last year (laughs) oh Jesus yeah (laughs) uh but like I said 2008 Tom Shankland uh yeah not really done anything else really and and the movie kind of starts off ominous because you've got the dark woods you know you've got the the snow you've got just this unsettling ominous feeling in these woods and then the car is driving along yeah and we're introduced to uh casey played by hannah toynton she's you know teenage girl You know, doesn't want to be stuck with her parents and her her brothers and sisters over Christmas. Would rather be at a party with her friends. But here she is being dragged out to the middle of nowhere by her mum to see her auntie and all of her extra cousins. Like, this is a nightmare for about 90% of the population of the Uh, earth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Christmas time with family. It's like, oh God, let's just get through this with minimal arguments and, you know, and we'll just get to the new year and it will be fine. Yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas
0: Vacation has taught us... You
1: know, But that's the thing. I actually found with the cast and the writing very quickly in this film is how natural everything sounded and yeah. felt. Like, throughout the the first 30 minutes or so of the film, you, know, you might say it's a slow burn, uh, but uh, it's where it establishes all the characters. And what I liked was that none of them were particularly cliched or stereotypical characters. Okay. They all kind of felt very natural. They all get given just little bits of characterization or, or traits yes, that yes. you can identify them easily without spending too much time with each of them because it's a, quite a big cast. Yes. I mean this is the entire cast we see right in the opening you know sequences really and I love the fact that everyone's talking over each other you're picking up snippets of conversation here or yep, there yep. so it's like okay so it all feels very authentically natural so I, I, I like the script and I liked all of these actors almost immediately I didn't think there was a bad one uh, in the bunch.
0: Yeah I mean, particularly the children, like, we've got Paulie um, and and Miranda, who are the son and daughter of Jonah and Elaine. They're the uh, husband and wife who have turned up to the the house. And the house is owned by Chloe and Robbie, who are obviously Elaine's sister and her her husband, brother-in-law, boyfriend. Like, they don't really go into details of how long these couples have been together and how long they've been married, but we do understand that they've been together long enough that they've had children and that chloe and robbie are doing a little bit better than elaine and jonah you know chloe and robbie have the money they've got the house out in the countryside they've got the free living kind of way of dealing with their children we don't raise our voices here we don't smack them we kind of talk to the children where you know jonah is he's a bit of a knob he is a bit (laughs) of a knob yeah (laughs)
1: Now, he's turned up at the house with like uh, with his business model in plan. Yeah. And he wants to get into this sort of Chinese alternate medicine and he wants to make his own business and he keeps wanting to talk to Robbie about it because I think he's looking for an investor yeah. essentially to uh, to get this thing going but yeah he is uh, he doesn't we also because the, the the film kind of positions us behind Casey she's the first one we see in yeah. the car she is sort of our protagonist throughout throughout the film and uh, and because Jonah really dislikes her because it's not his actual daughter it was yes. from a previous you know young relationship that Leah had had yeah so there's kind of like a yeah, a bit of animosity there between the two of them and so he does go, of course come across as a knob
0: yeah that that's the weird thing as well like because the movie doesn't go in the back history too much you you understand that he his relationship with Casey is very fractured which is also causing a bit of friction between Casey and Elaine the mum um and then you do find out that like Elaine um, she'd, she'd had Casey at a very young age and was planning on aborting her. Yes. But she'd survived. And so Casey has hold, held this animosity to her mum and she's even gone out and got herself a little tattoo to remind herself that. Mm, it's a baby. Didn't you know? And the abortion that got away. So the film really does build up all of this tension, all of this family hatred, even Elaine and, and Chloe kind of... They don't. They don't argue, but they do come to loggerheads a little bit because of the way that you know Chloe thinks Elaine is raising her children. She thinks it's wrong. And because Chloe wants to do homeschooling as yes. well. And she's, you know, because she's like, well,
1: we, we've retired now. So why not raise our kids at home and teach them everything?
0: Yeah. And we can, you know, farm our own food and we can do this and do that. On top of that, you've got Paulie, Elaine's youngest son, who's just got his xylophone. And he's just banging it. He's just banging it. And the film's just like, he's going a bit mental. Well, <laughs> and you're like, yeah. He was also the first
1: child that showed any symptoms or signs of sickness. Because <clears> when <throat> they first get to the house, he's the one who throws up. Up. I'm yeah. like, oh, he's just got a cold or a flu or car sick or something. And also that night, when they're putting the kids to bed, Leah uh, also coughs and then wipes it on her pillow. Yeah. And then a, you know, a few moments later, we go close up, zoom into a CGI, <laughs> as we see these microbes and <laughs> parasites or whatever multiplying. Yeah. Um, we're like, okay, so there's something alive in the blood, something, something bad. So even though it's quite you know, slow. we're not getting straight into child murdering, you know, psychopaths or anything. Yeah. But it's developing the sickness. We're seeing that it's a virus that is slowly taking over, and I like the fact that we see the kids very playful that first night. They're very happy, excited. Yes, and, yeah. But then the next day, uh, things we see them deteriorate where they start to become more isolated. They start staring off yeah. into nothing, <laughs> yeah.
0: and then of course he's just constantly banging that xylophone. I love the fact of of when you see Paulie stood at the end of the bed while they're all gone to sleep and he's just kind of just staring at his parents. And and that's what brings me back to, obviously, the child actors and actresses. You know, when the director must have asked them to just stand and stare and look evil... They really hone their craft.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. You know, now I, I, uh, I, I have to say as well, the child acting in this film is really good. Because that was one of the reasons why I was kind of put off. I was like, oh, I don't know, It's probably going to be bad. Uh, but all of the child actors are really good, and I think the director has done a fantastic job in, cr- you know, directing them to get the sort of the look for each shot that he that he. That the film needs, yeah, and it comes out very, very well. And uh, I mean, it's a little bit later on where they start to, where well, the film sort of has these very quick cuts of blood and whatever mm. all over the place, and the music stings. And so I'm like, is this what the children are seeing? Is this the you know the way of trying to portray the virus for an audience so we can understand that what they're experiencing is quite
0: shocking, or is that what's driving them? Well, it it kind of reminded me of what they did in the sadness. Right. You know, this is the virus. Virus's way of translating that it's attacking their brain, and that they're they're going to start seeing, uh, you know, violent and murderous behavior as normal. It's okay because it's just the game to them. And the the, the first uh, sort of sign of something you know going amiss is that Jinxie
1: the cat happens to have disappeared,
0: <laughs> yeah, poor and no one animals. can find
1: the cat. And it's a horror movie, so I mean, it's the moment we saw the cat, we're like, first victim. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kitty. Sorry, kitty. Uh, but then when they're all outside playing in the snow, having snowball fights, they're so like, okay, we've got the sled, we're going to sled down. So it's establishing all these things, but then they're outside again, and Chloe comes out with this big tray of hot drinks, <laughs> places it down, <laughs> yeah. and Paulie, of course, is the one we think is like patient zero, yeah. uh, ends up pushing the sled down, so it smacks right into the back of Chloe, yeah, hurts her legs. throws all the hot drinks
0: into Jonah, <laughs> yeah. who's got all of his paperwork and business plans. And somebody's kind of, you know, vandalised and drawn all over them as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. He just so, pounds Paulie's ass right out in the middle of the field. I'm like, whoa, parenting, man, calm right, down. Right, right. And then, yeah, Robbie and Tommy are like, we don't spank our children here. <laughs> oh. I love that little bit of dialogue that Jonah had had with Robbie when he was talking about the, the Chinese medicine and what he wants to do and stuff. And the, the small little snippets about... You know, children's immune systems and how they can be easily attacked, and this medicine's supposed to try to prevent that. And I'm like, oh, really? Well, I wonder where this virus has <laughs> possibly stemmed from, you know. But it's just the, the, the film does really well to focus so heavily on the children being evil that you might miss the bits of information in the background. And it's like Gary and I said before we started uh, recording, it's like you don't actually hear about the rest of the world. Not for a little while, you know. But you can, if this is like maybe your second or third time of viewing, you could easily imagine that in other parts of the world right now, children are attacking their parents. Yeah, and well, they do end up calling the police a couple of times when something happens,
1: and uh, they're like, "Yeah, the police will be there in like another hour. Like something's come up. We can't, can't get to you right yeah, now." Yeah, 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 so yeah. Just like okay, so yeah, we you meet that's the moment where you're like, "This is happening everywhere."
0: Yeah, and th- I felt the pacing did kind of drop a little bit in the middle, but. Parked up just enough that when they do get the next killing on the go, like you know, the families are the, the families sit down for their lunch, don't they? Their Christmas That's right. dinner. Now,
1: it's not Christmas Day in the film. No, it's, it's not. It, I don't New think Year's? it's
0: Boxing Day either. I
1: think I think at one point when they're sat around the table, we, they toast to the nearly New Year's. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so it's like pre-New Year's Day celebration. But like, yeah. okay, yeah. but yeah, I, at first I thought it was Boxing, but then at the same time I was like. This is not a very Christmassy movie, right? Like, we, we got a snowy landscape. Yeah. And there's some sparse Christmas lighting outside. But yeah. you don't get the festive Christmas trees. Yeah. You know, you get a big turkey that looks stone cold when she brings it out of the oven. <laughs> she does. Right? Yeah. just lays some bacon over she it. She just lays bacon on I'm it. just like, it's a, it's a terrible prop. I mean, it's a great big turkey. I'm pretty sure they... you're
0: supposed to put the bacon on there before you put it in the <laughs> oven, but I don't cook, you know.
1: Um, but yeah, I was like... For a Christmas movie, the film, you know, considering it's like a selling point, really, like you yeah, know, you know, like Christmas horror movies, it doesn't have the reefs or those like vivid blues and reds and greens. Yeah, it's just so it's very lacking, and so the whole Christmas theme just takes a massive backseat in it, this. It
0: does. I, I will agree with that, especially like after the first night. Once the once the focus is now on the kids being evil, it's now. The film is ma- massively just a bunch of sequences to get close up of the kids, you know, looking evil and getting the parents into a weird position so that they can obviously cause some damage or whatnot. Yeah. But like, like I said, this this meal sequence, you know, I I suppose as well, like it would have been hard to record sequences involving the children with presents and sitting around the Christmas tree when you're supposed to establish them evil. But sure. like like I said, this 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 meal sequence plays really well because you know, one of the kids starts to say that he starts to feel ill Then the next one starts to say he feels ill and the parents are like, oh, you're just messing around and then they just start screaming and then they just start banging the table and I'm like, wow, this uh, this would be where a lot of people just turn the movie off and go, no, this is nightmare. <laughs> yeah. This is nightmare fuel. <laughs>
1: But then it's Miranda who ends up sort of attacking Chloe and scratches her face. Yes. And so she gets taken upstairs and then the rest of them get taken outside and... Robbie's like, all right, everyone, we're going to play outside now. We're going to play outside. We'll play with a sled. Yeah. And uh, he, he's like, oh, I'll go down the sled first. And uh, he was warned. It's getting a bit icy. Don't, you know, don't want to have an accident. Well, an accident is what's about <laughs> to occur. Or was it murder? <laughs> yeah. Because <No worries. laughs> we see this uh, trailer or sled get pulled in front of him. Yeah. And we can see this, like, garden rake basically just hanging off the side. Which
0: had been kind of hinted at a few scenes before when the camera lingered on it too much. Yep. <laughs> And uh, now you may uh, like this
1: editing or you might immediately go, ah, oh, it's cheap, you know, because we don't yeah. see the impact. They kind of do so these quick edits because we've also following Casey, who's uh, who's gone off to try and get signal on her phone so she can call her friends, come pick her up, go to a party. Yeah. And she falls over at the same time he hits the thing. So it does these like quick cuts and we don't really get to see the impact. But then... We do get to see the aftermath afterwards. Yeah. As his blood is pooling, as his scalp's falling out. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: I mean, it, it, it was lacking. I mean, you know, Gary and I both agreed that the movie was missing some kind of oomph. And with all of the build-up of all the characters, you were hoping that the, 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 the gory death or accident or whatever you want to call it would actually pay off to go, Oh, yeah, that, that's something that's going to be, you know, memorable for this film. But you see him dragging across the floor and I like the red on the snow, but then like this whole next bit kind of just seems a little bit over the top because everyone comes running out. Chloe's absolutely screaming her head off. They're trying to call the ambulance. The kids are all screaming as well. So when they try to drag them inside, the kids all go running off into the woods uh casey has no idea what she's what to do because leading up to this you'd had all this kind of sexual tension between her and robbie you know they were caught kind of smoking a joint in the greenhouse and he was trying to be the cool uncle pretty much was he trying to be a lech Uh, yeah also kind, kind of running that fine line but now he's dying i'm like oh my god that's that's kind of harsh, but I wish I'd seen it. And then we do get that little quick glimpse of the flap of skin, <laughs> yeah. which I was like, what's the director trying to tell us, you know, that like, he's seriously injured, but we haven't got the, we haven't got the special effects or the budget to actually show you how badly injured. So we'll just show you this flap Yeah, and he's died. So we're just going to leave his body here and they go running up like Elaine goes running off into the woods to find the kids and her and Casey have this little moment um, out in the woods. Where Casey admits that she wasn't there, you know she'd gone to go find her friends so they could take her to the party, and Mum's just so upset she's like, "Go look for the kids i'm I'm going home i know i I know that that's where this story is supposed to be going. you know we're supposed to be waiting for the the mum and daughter relationship to fix, but while we're focused on them, what's happening to Jonah and Miranda? You know, I want Jonah dead." <laughs> And him and Miranda. Like, Miranda's kind of the last one to really become infected.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think... Well, like, I have a theory that the virus is working its way up the ages. Mm. Like, Paulie's the first one we see infected. Then Leah. And then I think it probably sp- spreads to uh, to Nikki as well. Yeah, yeah. And then finally Miranda. So it's sort of working its way up the ages. Because even though Miranda's the one we see freaking out, yeah. I think she's freaking out because all of her children friends, you know, siblings and whatnot, have all... Transformed, they're not the same anymore no so, but she can't really articulate it or explain it until well then she's infected as well yeah and then she starts running around the house sort of giggling as well it's so like this is <laughs> it's very creepy it's very unsettling yes. like all of the build-up of the kids just you know in these wide shots just staring like not being children anymore you no. know it's very sinister and uh and the uh, and it creates a really good atmosphere and you know for horror movies to take place all during the daylight you know with this white yeah, snow it. yeah you know, it's uh it's it's still very very effective in its creepiness so i kind of like that and i also say i think the music although very forgettable like it's nothing special no no but it's very appropriate for all of the moments in the film to just cement you know be scared now yeah <laughs> you know, it does it does it quite well
0: We've also got Elaine, who's um, following Paulie. He's lured her out into the back garden, lured her up onto this apparatus. Which she, she's just climbing. She's telling him to come closer, and he's like, yeah, eh. And I'm like, "Bitch, get off the ladder and go to go the around side. the side and just pick him up, drag out. him off." <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, something's fucked up at this point. Like throughout this whole movie, these parents had no control no. at all. No. As a parent, I know if you've not got control by this point, and somebody's dead. Yeah, something something's wrong, um, and he he kind of lures her up onto this ladder, and then she slips and she breaks her leg. I don't know if she said, I don't know if one of the other kids pushed her. Definitely something. Yeah. She, yeah. she 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 definitely falls and hurts. Well, her we get a nasty bone. snap. Yeah, <laughs> and she drags herself into the greenhouse, and then while she's in the greenhouse, Casey comes along, and Mum's still unsure about Casey, thinking because there's been a couple of red herrings that the films tried to imply that Casey was the one who's Obviously, killing everybody. Well,
1: the parents immediately start blaming her.
0: Like, where were you? You were supposed to be looking after the kids while we got drunk and partied. Yeah. It's like... And it obviously can't be your five year old sister who's obviously murdered her, her dad because she'd never do that, even though she's staring intently at me yeah. as she's <laughs> eaten the cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the kids start attacking the greenhouse and they start throwing rocks in, and so there's glass all over the place. And then Paulie comes running in with a, a, a pair of knives, a, a pair of scissors in his hand. And it, it's crazy and over the top. And it's definitely what the film needed. It definitely needs some excitement and some high tension to keep the pace going, because it had slowed for me a little bit. But everything still happens all at once so quickly that all of a sudden, you know, Casey's down on the floor trying to protect her mum, but mum's knocked down on the floor as well. And now Paulie's come running along with a pair of scissors and he's about to stab his sister but mum pushes him into this broken piece of glass and he gets stabbed in the back of the neck.
1: Yeah, and dies. And dies, yeah. Goddamn, we've killed our first kid. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, wow. Like, there's not many horror movies that kill a kid off. No, that's right, that's right. It makes this one very special. But at the same time, you can kind of not feel too bad because we know that he was infected and wasn't really him anymore. He was yeah. a monster now. Yeah. So you, you kind of, like, get to have your cake and eat
0: it. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> And because because mum's witnessed this attack, you know, Casey wasn't the one who's perpetrated it. Jonah, the dad, comes in and fully cements that he's a fucking dickhead throughout the movie. He sees that his son has died and immediately blames his wife and his daughter. You know, you two are insane. I'm not sticking around here. I'm going to go grab our other daughter, who's obviously massively infected at this point, get her in the car and drives off. And he even locks Casey in a bedroom. That's right, yeah. And so Casey actually thinks her mum has gotten in the car and left there. And she's completely left all on her own. Um, Chloe, Elaine's sister, has come back, found all this stuff that's going on. And so she's decided that she's going to wander off into the woods on her own. And she's going to go look for Leah and Nikki, her youngest children. And she comes across them in a clearing, doesn't she? That's right, yeah. And they... Uh... Well, she, well, actually, sorry. I just remembered she The children had moved Robbie's body that's right, and put them inside that tent. <laughs> inside and she finds tent. him, and he's still
1: alive. He's Still a fucking alive <laughs> somehow. <laughs> and he's got the baby doll sort of wedged into his slower stomach.
0: Yeah. So that's that's horrible. That's that's fucking <laughs> horrible. Yeah, yeah. But
1: yeah, then she ends up out in the woods, and uh, they they knock her down, and uh, well, they stab her in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this was done with the very quick edit, so it's just a flash of image as it cuts you know, in between. Yeah, you know, a couple of uh, moments yeah but, uh, it's still it's still very effective it's still you still see it like for a second and so yeah it, it, it sticks with you
0: yeah i was kind of slightly unimpressed up to this point about how many deaths had happened just off screen or how we hadn't seen any real like, detail. Like, when, when Paulie had fallen on his piece of glass, his dad had just picked up his body and his head was still attached. And the actor was playing dead well, but not enough to make me go, oh, you know, you're just going to leave the body there yeah, right. and fuck off. Um, but it's this next bunch of kills which really blew blew my guard away was, you know, uh, Casey has been locked in this bedroom and Elaine, her mum, who's damaged her leg, has had her splints taken away by Miranda. Yeah. And the Mar- Miranda's turned to her and going, oh, well, play nicely with Leah and Nikki when they turn up because you know the other two are going to come up and kill the mum. And so she has to drag her weight way, her, her way all the way up the stairs to try to save Casey. And it was really quiet. It was really tense. She's seen the two children outside. So she's trying to be as quiet as she can. Well, she managed to lock the doors, didn't she, to make sure they were out. But then we see yeah. this giant
1: cat flap. And I was like, well, they're getting in. <laughs> they're
0: getting in. And she, she activates that toy, doesn't she? And that was a quite a good jump scare because I didn't expect that. Like, I, I kind of knew it was coming because the film was so quiet. Yeah. But when you hear a kid's toy go off in a kid's scary fucking movie. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But then uh, Casey, she's desperately trying to smash her way through the door. Mum sort of sat up against it as uh, as uh, Leah and Nikki are, are coming up the stairs towards her. She can't her.
0: bring herself to kill her, no, her... nieces and e- nephew.
1: Exactly. I mean, but that's the whole sort of premise of this film, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of asking you, like, could you kill your kid even though they've turned into monsters, technically? Yeah. Uh, and so, of course, that's why, that's why you imagine that all of this pandemonium would happen because it's... It's impossible they need to ask a parent to kill their kid, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. You know, no matter what. Especially as they believe throughout the entire film that their kids are angels and yeah. that the teenager is to blame. I'm sorry, that's what I mean. It's a very natural sounding, realistic script. Um, although the continuity here is a little bit off as Casey's hammering at this door. You can yeah. see the door vibrating and shaking from her side. But on mum's side, like, there's, <laughs> there's no movement. There's, there's, there's no movement. Yeah. <laughs> But eventually they do get the, the... They break the door open. And
0: uh, and this is where Nicky meets his demise. Yeah. Casey <laughs> just grabs his fucking head and just slams his head on that broken piece of wood. And you're like... Oh, oh he, he dead. He fucking dead. <laughs> and it was quite surprising as well. The next bit where, where Leah is absolutely scared, traumatized that her brother's dead and she doesn't want to die or whatnot. You know, is it the humanity or just her evil side trying to pretend to be innocent at this point that Casey and Elaine make their way down the stairs, get into another car and they drive off. You know, Elaine's come to terms with the fact that her sister's dead. because She saw the earring being held by Nikki. That's right. Um, and they drive down the road and as they're driving, they come across an abandoned car, which was Jonah's car. And so Casey gets out and she's looking around and we see Jonah underneath the snow dead or almost dead because he's breathing yeah. kind of low at this point and Miranda comes running out of fucking nowhere to try to attack Casey and so Elaine just gets the car started drives up and smashes her own daughter with the car into another window and she Miranda, slides down and yeah.
1: slumps some, somehow over to the side <laughs> in the next shot so it's fine yeah Miranda, Miranda's dead that was pretty shocking it was know, yeah, to yeah. end
0: the movie with a Child killing like that. Yeah,
1: but then Casey wanders over to the side and vomits.
0: Yes, I'm like, oh god, she's infected clearly. But at the
1: same time, you know, like, as they're driving off, you know, she's doing that that stare into nothing, and I'm like, okay, and and this is where the film ends. Yeah, I was like, well, oh, actually, when well, I mean, it doesn't end there, we also had the reveal of all of the other, the other children, children in the neighborhood in the, yeah. turning up, uh, All with that,
0: you know, that. Well, that. I mean, you say neighborhood, I, like I felt that this house was pretty far out in the middle of nowhere, so this horde of children have, have just moved along. You yeah. know, they're looking for like the More next victims. Load of victims yeah. You know, are they like a, a hive mind mentality now? You know, do they they work in conjunction with each other? Can they psychically talk to each other? I don't know. There's just a fucking group of them in the fucking woods like piranhas.
1: Yeah. And then uh, they continue to drive out. I mean yeah. we don't get to see them get anywhere. We just go back into Casey as she's just sat there staring and the music's ramping up and we're like the film I think is trying to indicate that yeah, she's now infected. Yeah. And that's what also lends to my theory of how the uh, the the virus is going up the ages. And I'm like, well it's got it's now hitting teenage. Will it continue to hit the adults
0: eventually as well? Uh, or you know, when does childhood stop? Yeah. Will the will the adults infected adults attack the infected children now? Will it just be like a complete wipeout of the all the disease? Will they just live so, together? It in feels harmony? like
1: it's kind of gonna be an apocalyptic type ending yeah you know at the same time it's left open so you can kind of interpret it like maybe she's just in shock because her whole family's near enough dead and she just watched half of it happen and
0: she enjoyed it
1: yeah yeah what were your favorite scenes
0: um well mainly the the last couple of real violent sequences towards the end of the movie like i said the the movie had built up tension wise really well but then then lulled when I was waiting for deaths to happen and then they'd happen. They'd been off screen. So like when she kicks through the door and she slams Nikki's head on the wood or when Miranda gets hit by the car, those were pretty memorable because I I didn't expect them to happen. Um, I like the sequence where uh, Elaine was trying to get up the stairs to rescue Casey and she hit the toy and it made loads of noise. That made me jump a little bit because I didn't expect it to happen um i liked some of the sequences where the child actors were kind of just stood there and it was kind of like you know old school john carpenter you know viewing them through a window or something they're just staring at you that was all really well done um but yeah that was it
1: yeah i uh, i i think i only have one like favorite scene in terms of actors performances and mm. that was the uh, the dinner table sequence
0: right right you
1: know like the uncomfortableness of um chloe going oh i'll nice tattoo there mm. and then mum going what you've got a tattoo Yeah, and then Robbie going yeah I like the tattoo and it's just like
0: yeah. yeah it's just uncomfortable
1: uncomfortable and i'm like yeah the family moments like those are always like oh my god like <laughs> damn it but yeah i thought uh, it was great because that was the whole cast together and then of course building up into the disruption of the kids slowly working up into a frenzy right up until miranda attacks chloe yeah then then it's out and for the sled accident so it's just like it all ramps up from yeah. that yeah. that that sequence so that was my favorite moment um but of course yeah all the all the child deaths now like it's a horror movie and usually in horror movies it's just like well those went up and had sex they died those went and had drugs and they died but in this one i'm like i don't know who's gonna (laughs) die next and in which order it was like i couldn't so uh it was very unexpected so the turn of events i quite enjoyed that i didn't know exactly where it was going to go nice um yeah I also have a, a, a sort of non-favourite scene because it's not in the film. You are. Uh, and it's where uh, Jonah and Miranda sort of drive off and we basically only get to see the aftermath. Uh, I, I wanted to see him go through that windshield. <laughs> yeah. <What> a knob. <laughs> uh, and I do also have a, 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 a goofy moment in the film, really. Um, and it's during uh, the sequence in the house before Casey gets locked upstairs where she's with her mum on the sofa with the splint. yeah, And she... We can see outside in the living room as like you know, we can see the snowy background, but it's not snowing. And then when she goes into the kitchen, the left side window, there's snow just coming down. But it doesn't look natural. It looks like it's being thrown or it's <laughs> on a, in a machine that's doing yeah, it. Yeah. And then when she comes back into the living room looks out the window, no snow. Again. No snow. I was like, what, what was going on there? They're like, like, oh, we need to make sure it looks like it's snowing. But the thing is, as well, is when the camera's panning back into the room, the snow stops like a second before. <laughs> it's like they ran out as they pan back. So I was just like, well, it's fine. Like it's, it was so noticeable, but yeah, it was, it's forgivable. (laughs) (laughs) Ian, do you recommend The Children?
0: I, I kind of do for a fun, uh, horror Christmassy movie, you know, like what's, what's worse than having to go to in-laws or, you know, your families for Christmas. And then you've got all these kids running around, screaming their heads off. You're kind of wanting to kill them yourself, but you can't until they start killing people themselves. Uh, like it's everybody's nightmare but at at the same time I think that's that's the fun aspect of it I mean you know like um, Krampus you know Krampus does the same kind of feeling the whole family locked in this one place and some evil malevolent forces trying to take them all out so what are you going to do low budget 2008 so yeah a lot of people are probably going to be sitting there going I've never heard of this I've never seen this give it a quick watch you know by the end of it You've seen some kid deaths, you know, (laughs) over Christmas, if that's what you're into. Um, But at the same time, it's a cool, low budget British horror.
1: Yeah. 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 I was pleasantly surprised by the children and would recommend this low budget British horror film that asks you if you could kill your child when they turn into an infected, murderous little nightmare. The story itself is nothing new, but the script and the actors bring these characters to life in a rather believable way. It's very natural and not too cliched and so it felt realistic, providing just enough character traits and development without wasting too much time as the virus rapidly infects the children. The acting was good across the whole ensemble, with the kids being especially excellent at being totally natural before being creepy and then well, downright evil. The filmmaking was good. Some great visual, sound effects and special effects. Uh, Not overly gory, but just enough to please horror fans. There are a few quick cuts uh, when the deaths occur, but I thought the match cut edits worked rather well. The music was suitably well done, raising the tension where needed, but otherwise not entirely memorable. For Christmas horror films, this one is more than worth a watch, even though the holiday theme kind of takes a back seat and uh, doesn't have that bright, warm Christmas vibe, but it still works as a holiday horror movie so yeah you know some bad parents and infected children all die horribly you know it's a perfect christmas gift for the whole family <laughs> you brought them into this world now they're gonna take you out <laughs> we hope you have a very awesome christmas and a happy new year and enjoy your holidays but from all of us here at off the shelf we are going to be taking a break but we'll be back in january for more film reviews thank you everyone have an awesome time and we'll see you soon Do you ever hear of contraception?